0: There are many losses that our human nature suffered at that moment of the first sin in the Garden of Eden. Pride now makes humility difficult. Obedience grates against our self-will and trust does not come easily. All of these, pride, obedience and trust, are now virtues that we must strive after and so enrich our humanity. They are generally the opposite of what usually comes first to our mind and our heart. Humility is a virtue that a person has to impose on self. If someone else imposes it, there is no virtue, but rather it can be humiliation But when we make ourselves small and insignificant and assume a lowly place, we are humble. Of course a person could do this without sincerity, as a pretense or merely for outward show. That is not humility, but rather is pride masked as lowliness. A virtue is not measured solely by the external action but rather more so from the inward choice of the will. True humility is the foundation of prayer. We see this in the parable of today's Gospel. This parable follows directly after last Sunday's parable of the persistent widow and the unjust judge. It is one of the three principal parables on prayer contained in St. Luke's Gospel. The tax collector is the model of humility. He admits freely his sins, and he knows that God's power is greater than his own. He also shows an admirable degree of trust, as well as obedience in coming to the temple to pray. The parable The parable is not about who God loved more that's rather irrelevant. God loves both the Pharisee and the tax collector. But the tax collector went home at rights or justified with God, says our Lord. The Pharisee did not because he had no need for God's justification because he had perfected himself. We need to be clear about something though as we say this. The Pharisee did good He avoided sin. He paid his tithes, a tenth of his income. He was an observant Jew who scrupulously performed his duties. But he needed conversion. Christ calls us to a conversion of heart. He wants us to possess, through our openness to his grace, that attitude of obedience, trust and abandonment That comes along with true humility. True humility helps us to see that we are creatures and we are sinners who need God. Don't we hear that also from St. Paul in the epistle? The Lord stood by me, he said. Likewise, the psalm response is similar The Lord hears the cry of the poor. Which one of the Pharisee and the tax collector did God stand by? Both. Which one knew it in truth? Only the tax collector. One of my great heroes of the faith is St. Thomas More. He had everything the world could offer fame, scholarship, political power, wealth, and influence. Being Chancellor of England under King Henry VIII meant that, in effect, on a day-to-day basis, he ran the kingdom. Only the king had more power and influence. Yet Thomas gave all that up to be true to Christ and to the Church. When the king separated the English Church from Rome to pursue his desire for an annulment of his marriage with Queen Catherine... Thomas resigned from all his offices. That wasn't sufficient for the enemies of the Church. Under the laws passed by a compliant Parliament, Thomas was imprisoned in the Tower of London for many months, and soon after his friend, Bishop St John Fisher, he was martyred by beheading on Tower Green in 1535. St Thomas wrote many works in his life, In his imprisonment in the tower, he wrote a most beautiful prayer. It is a prayer of authentic humility, of stunning trust and of compliant obedience, but also one of immense and supernatural courage. Here is his prayer. Give me your grace, O Lord, to set the world at naught, as nothing, we would say in modern English only to set my mind fast on you. Give me your grace, O Lord, to set the world at naught, only to set my mind fast upon you. Let that be our prayer too, for this prayer of real humility, of real lowliness, will pierce the clouds and be heard. May St. Thomas More, St. John Fisher pray for us. Laudato Jesus Christus.